Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Pilot's Advisor. I'm Walter Storholt. Thank you so much for taking some time to join us for the inaugural edition of the Pilot's Advisor podcast. Joining me is Ryan Fleming. He's going to be the man that you're here to listen to and hear and learn from, not only today, but all the future podcasts here on the show as well. We're going to hopefully help you better prepare for your financial future, for retirement, making sure that your money lasts as long as you do, making sure that you're well prepared on all the different obstacles that life has to throw at us from that financial perspective. And and particularly if you're a pilot, this is going to be really helpful information for you as well, because Ryan is a pilot himself and knows the ins and outs when it comes to helping pilots prepare for all those different financial challenges. If you do not know Ryan, I know many of you probably do who are listening to the show today, but if you don't know Ryan, he's based out of Charleston, South Carolina. That's where the office is, but serves clients worldwide. As we like to say, Ryan, you've got an office in uh, pretty much every airport. You can have an office in any airport worldwide, right? You can be anywhere you want to be to meet somebody if they've got some questions for you. Much like many of my clients, there's a lot of travel around the world, and I can be where you are. We'll just make it happen. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty nice when you can be uh, certainly mobile in that way. And welcome to the uh, first edition of your podcast, Ryan. Great to chat with you, and I'm looking forward to uh, hosting this with you over the next, well, hopefully many, many, many weeks. I'm looking forward to it as well, Walter. Thanks. Well, we thought we'd take some time on this first podcast to just dive in a little bit because there will be folks who are listening to it who don't know you already, Ryan, and just introduce people to you, get to know you a little bit better here on the show, and kind of set the stage as well, even for folks who do know you, of what are going to be the kinds of things that we cover on this program every time. And so let's just find out a little bit more about you to begin things this week. Tell us about how you've gotten to where you are in life right now. What what has kind of led you into this financial world that has sort of become this, you know, hybrid venture of yours to also serve as a pilot? Well, I guess it goes way back. I kind of grew up with uh, humble beginnings and my parents were living paycheck to paycheck. So I decided at a young age, I never wanted to be that way. And so I always had an interest in uh finances. And so I studied finances through most of my life. And I started realizing that a lot of my friends, I was in the military, that a lot of my friends actually needed some help. And I was smart enough to find a a woman who uh, doesn't have very good taste in men. And she decided to marry me. (laughs) And and she uh, she had an uncle that had been in the business for 30 plus years. And so after a lot of conversations with him, you know, just me picking his brain, trying to learn more, he suggested to me like, hey, you'd be really good at this. Have you ever thought about a career as a financial advisor? And I honestly had not, but it, it clicked right away that, hey, I can help people and I have something to offer. And I knew already that I had you know, military friends that needed help. I've talked to a lot of financial advisors across the country, Ryan, and they all get into the business in different ways, but then it's not all equal. Like, And we'll get into this maybe on future podcasts, but the word financial advisor isn't a very accurate one. A lot of different people can call themselves financial advisors and what those people believe in, what they do, how they go about the job can vary widely depending on, you know, what their aims are, what their goals are, what their licenses are, all of those different kinds of things. Again, we won't get into those weeds maybe on today's particular show, 
But, you know, some folks begin in the business and then they might start off at a company. They learn how that industry is run and then they kind of make a transition into a different direction, maybe open up their own practice and they take things in a different direction because they didn't like what they saw in the financial world. What was your journey on the financial side of things like from where you started? Are you still pretty close to the philosophies that you began with and the kind of company you were running when you first began? Or have you evolved since you first got into the business? Well, I can honestly say I've definitely evolved. I mean, if you're in any career and you're not searching for knowledge and trying to become better, you get stale. And I was lucky enough to not, as my uncle put it, practice bleeding by going to a wirehouse. I got on the independent side with a company called Cantel out of Boston and learned the business from him with them. But my thirst for knowledge quickly made me realize that I didn't really think a lot of advisors out there were doing the best thing for their clients. And I went around and I actually would just call up these very successful advisors and ask them questions because I wanted to build a business and I wanted to know how to do it the best way. And I was really kind of turned off by what I saw because I got in this business to try to help people. And so after you know getting some years of experience, I finally went off on my own and really wanted to focus on an academic approach to investing because the market is totally unpredictable. And any advisor out there that tells you that he knows what's going to happen in the market, he's lying to you. And he's going to be speculating and gambling with your money. And so when I was able to find an academic approach to investing and what could give myself and my clients financial peace of mind, that's what truly, truly changed my whole outlook and my whole business. Now, your background, uh, you skimmed over an important part of your background and so because it's the pilot side. <laughs> so we covered the, the financial side, but what got you into being a pilot? What kind of flying are you doing right now? And uh, tell us a bit about that side of the journey. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I went and uh, I played football at the Air Force Academy. And upon graduating from there, you know, it's time to get a real job. And I looked up in the air and kind of said, hey, that looks kind of cool. That might be uh, better than a normal job. And so I went off to pilot training and fell in love with, you know, being a pilot and flying for the Air Force. I got a couple of years left in the Air Force Reserves out of Charleston flying C-17s. And I'm happy to have served my country. And, you know, for a while there, I was going to Iraq and Afghanistan every single month. But that's a young man's game. And so I was able, lucky enough to get on with uh, FedEx about eight years ago. And I fly triple sevens for FedEx now. And that's pretty much all international flying. And, you know, so I, I had this flying passion, but also had this, this crazy passion of, you know, having a business and wanting to help people with financial issues. And I like to think about it. If I was just a pilot, I'd feel like I was wasting my life away at 30,000 feet. And if I was just a financial advisor, I'd probably be miserable because most of those guys are constantly networking and marketing, trying to build their business to get that next client. And I think the mix for me is perfect because not only do I get to enjoy flying and getting to meet people and travel, but I don't have that pressure of getting that new client. I don't need any more clients. I'm truly there just wanting to help people. And if that person comes in front of me, then, then I'm there to help them and help them find a more stable and uh, peaceful financial future. 
It's an interesting way to look at it, though, that there's you, you eliminate some of that marketing pressure. You can spend more time just getting, I guess, getting better. It's like the Chick-fil-A story when they were all sitting around the boardroom trying to figure out how to battle against, I think at the time it wasn't Boston Market, but it was called Boston Chicken. And they were all talking about how Boston Chicken was growing so fast and they needed to get, you know, they needed to grow just as fast. They needed to add more stores. They needed to expand. And, you know, somebody slammed the table. It must have been, uh, what, true at Kathy, I guess, slammed the table and said, we need to get better before we get bigger. And that focus on quality over quantity, you know, I think is a a debate certainly worth having and kind of an envious position for you to be in by having that kind of dual career setup makes you sort of unique in that way. It also, Ryan, makes you specifically unique to work with pilots and helping them plan for their financial futures. What's specific about the pilot industry that their retirement plans are different? Why is it helpful in that regard to work with a pilot who is also an advisor? What's what's unique about the different plans and strategies that gives you some cool perspective that somebody might not be able to get if they just sort of, you know, walked in off the street to a normal, you know, another one of these quote unquote financial advisors, as I said earlier, that can be a broad definition, but just the general benefit that someone would get working with someone who's familiar with the plans. Well, that's a great question, Walter. <laughs> I wanted to say, first off, you know, I have clients that are, you know, do many other things. I mean, I have orthopedic surgeons, I have NFL football players, you know, so I have a wide array of clients, but my niche really is pilots. And the reason is I know the life so well. I know exactly what stresses they go through. And then beyond that, every single one of the 401ks that these pilots have, I know inside and out, whether you're a Delta pilot, American pilot, UPS, FedEx. I deal with them on a day-to-day basis, and I really know the ins and outs on how you can maximize you know, your saving for retirement. And so really then it becomes, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I already know the wheel. So after that, it's really about getting to know the personal aspects of that pilot's life you know, and their background, where they live, what their family situation is. But right away, I can you know, take those tools and start coming up with a way to help them and we speak the same language. And I think that helps a lot. As I tell a lot of my clients, like say, especially that fly with FedEx, I'm not going anywhere and you know exactly where I'm going to be. So uh, I'm not an 800 number. You have my number directly and I try to pick up and answer any questions I can at any time. For you trying to kind of navigate this world of, you know, dealing with numbers, it's this interesting collision of math and numbers and sort of the, uh, you said, taking an academic approach to kind of analyzing, investing and all these different things and stock markets and mutual funds and insurance and this mesh of this financial world, yet you're dealing with people, with humans. And it's sort of kind of reminiscent of your, you're in the clouds half the time getting to experience that, but this helps you kind of keep your feet on the ground too and still be in that everyday life with people and helping them navigate those emotions and different things that are going on in people's life. How do you try and sort of navigate that mix of the two between people's emotions and sort of goals and dreams that folks have and the emotional side versus the raw numbers and the data and trying to make all of that work together? Because I'd imagine that could be kind of a difficult world to navigate. Well, I would say that's the hardest part about this because people allow their emotions to cause them to make bad decisions with their money. And half of the education that I try to teach people or coach them on is we need to know that going in so that when bad things happen in the market, we don't make emotional decisions. Those mostly being trying to time the market, trying to pick individual stocks, trying to track record invest. We have to know what our, you know, for lack of a better term is, what our flight plan is ahead of time 
so that if we have to deviate off path for a storm or something like that, we know exactly how to get back on path and not make some bad decisions that are not going to allow us to land safely in retirement. So once I can educate somebody and show them the numbers, I think if people see some of the numbers, they'll feel a lot better about the long-term strategy. But the hardest part about that is that some people are more emotional. Some people enjoy numbers more. So you got to find that medium that works for that person that you're dealing with. Everybody learns in different ways. And so finding the one that speaks to that individual client is probably one of the things that you really got to look for. And then the long-term education is what's going to keep you from making that bad decision when the market's down and wanting to move your money. Because that's the worst time to do something is when the market has a big shift and everybody's panicking and everybody feels like they need to do something. And that's when you need to hack the clock, maintain aircraft control, analyze the situation, and then take the appropriate action. Well, speaking of education, Ryan, let's talk about the future of the podcast here. What are you looking to accomplish with the show? What can people expect to learn and be educated about you know, over the next many weeks as we start diving into episodes here? Well, number one, I want to have fun. I mean, any job you're doing, let's not make it harder than it is. Let's have a good time. I, I'll sign up for up. that. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, let's meet up and talk and learn a little bit more about each other. But one of my goals is to get you know, my clients or prospects out there to know who I am and know a little bit more about my family. I want to have some education in there so people can uh, tune in and learn and actually take you know, little golden nuggets home with them and, and feel a little bit better about what they're doing or know a little bit more about finances and how to make good decisions and how not to speculate and gamble with their money. And lastly, I, I want to reach out to you know my current clients and anyone out there so that you know I got into this business to help people. And so I want to reach out to those people and see if I can get some uh, information out there to help people. Well, if you need any of that help, I'll give you in a moment ways that you can get in touch with Ryan and talk about hey, what's going on in your financial life, something that might be on your mind. If you have any questions or comments about the show as we go through the different programs and episodes, we'll give you ways to get in touch. I will let you know that we're going to have a section on uh, the show occasionally called Cockpit Confessions. And this is something that we're excited about where we'll actually take your questions on the podcast. So if you've got something that's on your mind, whether it be just a general financial or retirement planning question or an investing question, or even if it's something specific to deal with the piloting world, we can certainly answer those questions here on the show. So if you want to submit questions to be featured on Cockpit Confessions on a future episode, you can do that on the website at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can look in the description of today's episode, by the way, for links to all the things that we mentioned in the program. Uh, you can also send Ryan an email. That's a pretty easy way to go about it. Ryan at FlemingFG.com is the email, so it's pretty simple and easy to remember. Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text Ryan at any point in time as well, 843 843- 475-3038. And you don't have to feature your question on the show if you just want to have a one-on-one conversation about something on your mind. He's happy to help you out that way as well. 843-475-3038 is that number. Well, Ryan, thank you for sharing all those details with us. Really looking forward to getting underway on the next episode. We'll dive into some of the uh, first conversations about financial planning and start getting educated and learning about all of these nuances and moving parts. And as you said, goal number one, we'll have some fun along the way. And looking forward to that as well. But thanks for the time, and we'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Lots of fun. For Ryan Fleming, I'm Walter Storholt. Looking forward to chatting with you on the next podcast. Come back and join us here on The Pilot's Advisor. 
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.